Okay, we are live and welcome to episode 39 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy, an instructional tech coach in tech coach. I know what I'm doing in Northwest LA County. And a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to take a moment to say how saddened both of us are, Lisa and I, by the struggles that so many teachers and schools are facing due to the recent and ongoing fires here in California. Our hearts go out to you and we encourage all of our listeners to help in any way that they can. Remember, together we are stronger. And um, today's coffee fact is actually music related, which fits in really well with our guest today. So music can affect the taste of your coffee. It's true. Um, in an experiment and using straight coffee, no lattes, none of those fancy drinks we get, low pitch music makes your coffee uh, taste a bit more bitter, uh, taste a bit more bitter, while the high pitch music uh, will have your coffee tasting a little bit sweeter. Don't believe it? We're going to leave a link to the article uh, so you can try it out for yourself and let us know what happens in the comments. So moving on, we have tonight's guest who is Bill Selleck and we are so excited and he'll be talking to us about music in the classroom. So Bill, please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. All right, so my name is Bill Selleck. I am Director of Technology at Hillbrook School in Los Gatos, in the San Jose area in the Silicon Valley. Um, before I was at Hillbrook, I um, was teaching elementary school, and most of my time in elementary was teaching fourth and fifth grade music. And we did some awesome things in the music classroom. That is so exciting. Um, do you have to be a musician in order to use music in your classroom? You know, what if you can't play any instruments? I can't play an instrument. I, I can bang on a table. That's about it. Yeah, so you, you definitely want to be a musician if you're ever going to use music in the classroom, um, except for not really at all. As it turns out, we have these amazing tools in front of us. Um, have you heard of these things called phones or iPads? Or like, <gasps> oh, my gosh. Right? Even Chromebooks you can write music on. Um, there's so many ways that you can write music, even with um, little to no experience. Um, so at our school at Hillbrook, it's, it's really cool because we have two full-time music teachers for our lower school and our middle school, and they just continuously knock it out of the park and do all kinds of like amazing things. And you don't need to have a music teacher for your kids to do really cool things with music. Awesome. I, I don't like the idea of getting rid of our music teacher. I have a couple music teachers in our school, and I think we're really fortunate too. But to take it to that next level, I think is, I'm so excited to hear about this. I had people at my site who are excited to listen to you today. Um, so why should teachers consider using music with their students besides the, the normal traditional music class that we think of? I mean, so there's there's so many things we could spend 15 minutes just talking about ways to, to work it in the curriculum, right? Um, I think the, the easiest way to enter into it is by looking at it through a language arts lens, right? So as it turns out, when you sing, you have to sing a song, and songs have lyrics, and you need to write the lyrics. So um, I started off actually writing songs as a way to trick my second graders when I first started teaching um, to get them to write, because so many of them are like, I'm not a writer, I hate writing, which broke my heart as a second grade teacher. Like, no, 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 it's not till like fifth grade you realize you hate writing. 
in second grade, you should love it. And yet there they were, and they're like, I don't like to write. They're like, all right, well, then let's write a song. They're like, in, right? Like, you just get immediate buy-in because writing songs is not a normal part of school. And yet it is so easy now to be able to write songs in any grade level. So I think the, the older you get, the more students can be more independent with it. So when I was teaching kindergarten, um, I spent a year with that and every day with my acoustic guitar. So in that case, I think you, it, it's much more helpful to be musically inclined. But even in second grade, at the time, it was pre-iPads. It was open up GarageBand on any Mac computer. And then there's, there's this little icon that, that does a little loop-de-loop -loop thing. That's where you have loops, right? So you click on that, and then you can filter by instrument or by mood or by genre. So if you wanted some drums, you would click the little loopy icon, click on drums. Which drum do you want? And you have a 1,000 choices. Then you just drag it in. It's called a loop because it loops again and again and again and again. So instead of just having like four measures of it, you can have 32. And by the way, there's a ton of math that comes into play when you're doing that, um, particularly if you're trying to fit it into a, into a, a video that you shot. Um, so, you know, like if we continue down this kind of rambling rabbit hole of stuff, like, cool, like we start off with kind of some lyrics, and now we have a video we made that's 70 seconds, um, and music tends to be grouped kind of by eights, right? That's all you really need to know to be able to write a song these days. Um, you know, without having kind of the, the background in a music degree like I have, you actually don't need that anymore to write music, uh, which kind of breaks my heart and also is incredibly amazing that, right, anyone can be a songwriter now. Um, so knowing that, like, it kind of works in eights or kind of fours, but mostly eights, you know, what, what tempo do we need? How many beats per minute do we need so that you can actually have it hit that 70-second mark if we want to write our own song? And so, you know, maybe we just kind of guess and look, oh, we're three seconds short, all right, what tempo do we need to get it to that exact mark? Um, or even within that, there's these things that if you don't know anything about music, they're called quarter notes. And that's like the thing that you would kind of tap along with. You're like, here's the beat, right? That's a quarter note. As it turns out, that's a fraction. So when I was teaching fourth and, grade, fourth and fifth grade music, there was so much math. Because in fifth grade, um, one of the California content standards was 16th notes. And 16th is also a fraction. So as we're getting these really complex rhythms, which was really cool, um, so many of the students didn't have a, a deep understanding as to what a 16th of a thing was. So actually breaking it down um, in it for about a month in fifth grade with my students, we just, and, and I saw them, by the way, one day a week, so it wasn't like a full month of 16th notes. But you know, for like, for, for Tuesday mornings, you know, Jeff's class, um, for about a full month, it ended up being basically just math understood what a 16th was um, and then we did really really cool stuff with that and you can you know just play around with these pre-recorded stuff in GarageBand some you can tinker with and, and customize and some of them are locked in because they're actual recordings um, but I mean there's so much math that goes into just figuring out if you want to figure out how the music is put together within you know a single measure of music so and the list goes on and on and on and on about ways that it it is just the natural next step in whatever lesson you happen to be teaching. I love that. How powerful is that with math and the fractions? And we're telling our kids, no, 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 really, math is everywhere. And then we come up with these lame 
you know, examples of how math is related in the real world. And they're like, yeah, okay, I can get a calculator for that, whatever. Um, but seeing it, I think, with the music and the tempo is just so powerful and meaningful as well. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Um, there's some um, easy ways. Uh, no, wait. Um, so you had mentioned I don't have um, Apple in my district. I don't really have a whole lot of access to um, GarageBand. I have very limited access to that. But all of my kids have Chromebooks. Um, and you, in the beginning, and said that students could use Chromebooks. Is there what apps or things can they use on the Chromebooks to create music? Um, so we don't have Chromebooks at our school. There's okay. there's one thing that I'm actually uh, that I'm getting excited about. I don't know if it's ready for prime time, but we're gonna go for it. Um, there's a company called BandLab that is just about to launch, I, I think it's a platform, agnostic platform, where you can actually collaborate around music. Um, and that is going to be super cool. It's not out yet, but it's going to be, and I'm super excited about that. Um, and the go-to right now that, that most people, like if you just Google like Chromebook, write songs or whatever, is going to be Soundtrap. Um, and that's, that's available in the Chrome store. That's going to let you um, be able to make music online, which is what Chromebooks are. So I would start with Soundtrap, um, but I would be looking out for BandLab. That's going to be super cool when it comes out to actually, like, it's it, it does a, a tweak onto what um, what people are already doing. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so you've mentioned using music. Um, um, to enhance the learning with like math and things like that. And, and you, you talked a little bit about um, the language arts as well. So what are some other ways that you or other teachers um, have, in, have been inspired in order to uh, use music in their classrooms to enhance what they're already doing? Uh, so one of my favorite things, I don't know if it counts as music, but it's definitely in the realm of sound and, and audio. Um, Scott Bedley does this with his students. Instead of playing music or instead of, um, and some sort of kind of video clip, which are all really cool ways to get students writing. You know, there's like the classic, like, tell me about your Thanksgiving break. That's your writing prompt. You're like, well, that's boring unless you had an amazing one, but you know, like it's super dependent upon um, the student's parents. And so, mm -hmm. you know, like a video clip could be cool, like a, a music clip, but what Scott does, and, and I love this, he takes a soundscape and he just uses the notes app, the voice notes app on his phone um, to record interesting sounds in places. So like a parking lot might be interesting. Um, a sporting event could be an interesting place. Just kind of waiting in traffic with the window down could be an interesting thing. Um, I mean, there's, there's websites that have it, but he actually just makes his own. Um, and Scott swears that the best writing his students do are these like random 45 second soundscape clips um, that that are so insanely easy to create, right? So on, on an iPhone, you just open up voice notes, hit record, and it's just the ambient sound. Um, and that's I think that's such an easy entry point for students and for teachers and really for anyone um, to really start focusing on the sound. You know, the, the more obvious thing I think would be to get some sort of specific um, song or audio clip, but just, you know, ambient sound, like it's, it doesn't get much easier than that. It's, you know, he says it's so, so powerful. I'd start with that. That is really cool. 
that is really cool. Now I want to go to school tomorrow and do that, even though we're in the middle of a writing thing right now. <laughs> oh, God, that's, yes, I really like that. Um, so we're nearing the end of our, um, of our 15 minutes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I, I didn't see, do you have any um, links or anything that we are going to link up onto our website or no? Yeah, I can throw in, a, I've had a couple of blog posts, a couple of presentations. Um, I mean, the, the trick though, you know, is not to get bogged down with the app or the tool, is, is to just start thinking about how we think about sound and how we use sound and just trying to work it into whatever you happen to be doing. It's such an easy way um, to kind of spark ideas if you're gonna do a kind of a free write. It's such an easy way to, to document, you know, student work, like and explain everything, just hit record and start talking. Um, you know, adding a rhythm to it automatically takes it from this kind of rough idea into something kind of musical. Um, you know, one thing that, that I started doing with my daughter who's in kindergarten now is just with the voice notes apps. She, she kind of sings songs or something. Um, and so a year ago, we were reading a book on opposites. And so she just was like, opposites, opposites, opposites. And I was like, <laughs> that's kind of cool. So I open up voice notes, and, and this is mostly her procrastinating at bedtime, but hit record, and she just like read the book, and she was you know, four and a half at the time, so she didn't read. Um, but she was just like looking at the pictures and singing the things she had, and I threw it in a garage band. Uh, and you can set the tuning on something so I, on a track. So I set the tuning to 100%. And then you can set the timing. So I set the timing to 100%. So suddenly, my four and a half year old daughter was singing in tune and in time, and then just <laughs> added some loops in. And now we have the opposite song. We have another one. She was coming back um, from the dentist. She was singing about the toothbrush club. So same thing. I just threw it in a garage band, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I, I'm doing the timing of of her her voice, and we're gonna write a song about the toothbrush club. Um, it's it's so easy to get started on it, right? You don't need a music degree. You don't need a music background. It's just like throw it in a garage band, throw it in a sound trap, throw it in a whatever, um, and start playing with the sound. That is fantastic. That is, I love this. Oh, no, I have one more question, so that's okay. Um, when students start creating their music, how should they share? Where do you have them share? How should they share it out? Um, so there's, there's three answers for you. The easiest way is to hit play, because as it turns out, these devices we have have speakers that are fantastic, right? So just play it for each other. Like, it's so obvious. Um, and it's so powerful. Second thing, insanely easy to share into Google Drive or whatever kind of cloud-based storage you have. Um, the third thing, if you do want to share, um, either going with YouTube, so like throw it into like iMovie or something else, and have a single photo so that it becomes a video, then upload that, but it's, it's basically just a static image. Um, or throwing it up on, I'm totally blanking out on my favorite way to share my sound, I'm going to find it for you in about five more seconds. SoundCloud. Because he's got a handy dandy device. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's where I throw up things that are actual songs. Excellent. Thank you. This was so exciting. So um, we want to thank all of our listeners for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, because it was Bill who didn't love the show, um, please leave us a comment and let us know. So um, tonight's comment question is, how have you used music with your students? And if you haven't used music with your students, listening to Bill tonight, how do you think you're going to start using music with your students? So please join us on Monday, November 6th, when we are back to our regular time of 7 p.m. Pacific. And our guest will be Sam Patterson.
Please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they're doing with their students. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if that's you, please visit our website at tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks for listening.